as hell and I wanna get ill So I go to a place where my homeboys chill Fellas out there trying to make that dollar I pulled up in the 6-4 Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Bored as Hell podcast. I'm Adam McDonald with Big Shiny Robot. And I am Andy Wilson of Graphic Policy and also Big Shiny Robot. And this week we actually kind of switched it up because a lot of times I get way too busy with work and I miss all the screenings. But this time... Andy got too busy because he's out there, you know, trying to save the world. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was in I was in D.C. all week, and then uh, and then trying to fight systemic racism the the other week. So it's been a bad time. I apologize. And uh, fighting the subjugation uh, of uh, the LGBT community as well. So <laughs> we will at some, you know, find us at Comic Con and let's um, let's have an in person conversation about that with any yeah. of y'all. But, there's, a, yeah. there's a lot of stuff to talk about, but it's, <laughs> it's more for uh, behind the scenes. We're not going to go yep. blurb in public. But anyway, so we do have two movies for you this week. Uh, the Hitman's Bodyguard and then Brigsby Bear, which I'm actually really excited to tell you about because this one completely flew under my radar and I loved it. But, like we do, we always have to have our, our vegetables first. And it pains me to say that The Hitman's Bodyguard, starring Ryan Reynolds and Sam Jackson, was not good. Oh, and it no. sucks because I was so excited for this movie. I mean, the trailers look hilarious. They it seems like yeah. it had, they should have everything going for it. Um, it, it it doesn't. So basically, just a quick rundown: uh, Ryan Reynolds plays Michael Bryce. He's a quote-unquote AAA-rated protection agent who is the best in the business of you know keeping people safe. Well, one day he is escorting an arms dealer to the airport to fly away on his private jet, and everything looks good, and then boom. Guy gets shot in the head and dies. So losing a high-profile client like that pretty much destroys your reputation. Flash forward a few years, and he's doing, like, just grunt protection work, like hiding cokehead lawyers away from the mob and stuff. And he's just, his life sucks. Anyway, he gets uh, looped into keeping us a hitman, Darius uh, Kincaid, played by Samuel L. Jackson, safe because Kincaid has information on this Eastern European dictator, played by Gary Oldman, that proves that he's guilty of war crimes and uh, should be, you know, sent to jail, you know, put to death, whatever. Um, but he's the only one who has the information because everyone else who knows about this guy has been murdered. So of course they have to get him to this court in time before the the court dates up. All these bad guys come after him, and wackiness ensues. It sounds really cool. Here's my thing is, and it's it's kind of ironic because uh, Ryan Reynolds was in Deadpool. Studios keep on learning the wrong lesson from Deadpool. They think if we just take a bunch of action, have a bunch of sex jokes, uh, put a bunch of bad words in there, then that's going to make a terrific movie because everyone loved that in Deadpool. No, everyone loved yeah. Deadpool because they paid homage to the character. They obviously were in love with that character and it was a passion project. Um, well, and and you have to understand, Deadpool is a satire of comic book movies and yeah. comic violence. And that's why it worked. It was because it's always been meant to poke fun at itself and a genre. And it doesn't sound like this movie has that own sense of self-awareness no. uh, to, yeah, to be able to do that. That's unfortunate because, yeah, this did look really good. Yeah, and it's, you know, I love a good raunchy comedy. Like, you know, look at Bridesmaids or Spy or something like that or even Deadpool. But the problem is that when a movie is just saying the F word over and over again, it's like listening to a 10-year-old learn how to swear, and it gets really annoying. In fact, in the trailer, there's a moment where uh, Ryan Reynolds' character says, 
he made me hate the word mother effer because Sam Jackson says it every five seconds. And yes, we get that's his catchphrase. And that's what's funny is when he says it. But it's funny the first two or three times and then not funny like probably literally the 50th or 60th time. So uh, I don't know. I mean, th- there were some decent action scenes. Um, this was directed by Patrick Hughes, the same guy who did The Expendables 3. Um, but my thing is, we've got such great action. Like, you know, if you want to see a good action movie, go see Atomic Blonde. I mean, I've already seen that movie three times. It's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, if you want to see a good comedy, you know, there's so much other things out there you can go see that, that are much more enjoyable than this. So, you know, overall, it just it just didn't work. The best parts were in the trailers. If you want, if you really want to enjoy the movie, just go watch the R-rated trailer a couple times because you'll get the best parts of the movie out of it. So... I don't know. I wish there was more to it. I was really excited for it, and it kind of sucks when you go into a film and they kind of uh, step on your hopes and dreams, but it isn't. So I'm only at a 4 out of 10 on this. It's not the worst thing I've ever seen, but I, I only laughed four times for a movie that's supposed to be a comedy, um, and only because Selma Hayek is in there as uh, Sam Jackson's wife, and she the, some of the things that come out of that girl's mouth <laughs> are pretty hilarious, but aside from that, they're, this is a a sham of a movie so don't go see it oh how terrible but on the other hand you got to see something that you really did like yeah so um so brigsby bear this was uh this one really flew under my radar this was filmed and shot in uh, utah uh so it's kind of cool to be looking around like oh i've been there i've been there uh premiered at sundance and i mean the, the description's really weird uh so i didn't really was interested but the studio sent me a link to watch it uh, and I'm eternally glad I did. But first of all, before we get going, if I tell you the band The Lonely Island, what do you think of when you hear them, or hear, or think of their movies, or anything? Like, what comes to mind? I'm on a boat. Yeah. Um, penis jokes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know the Mr. Fish from yeah. Pop Star. You know, uh, yeah, like over the top, raunchy comedy. Uh, white boys like pretending that they're really hardcore. That, exactly. That's what I think of, and, and I guess everything is awesome too. I guess I should, yeah, throw yeah. that in so, as well. So the, you, you don't really think of heartfelt family, you know, family-centered comedy or, or drama, do you? No, that, that's a, that's the last thing I would have expected. And and this is Kyle Mooney from, from Saturday Night Live yeah. too. So I was expecting. Like a lot of like detached irony and uh, you know people, people like over the top silliness and um, I don't know I, I knowing what hearing what this movie was about I thought it was like oh it's, maybe it's kind of like death to smoochie or yeah, exactly. or something like that but you know is that that's not it at all no not not that I can be further from the truth and that's what kind of threw me for a loop this is. One of the most earnest and heartfelt movies I've seen in a long time, and to come from the, this group of people, like they, they produced it, they didn't you know write it or anything, um, was really surprising. So I don't want to. So there's a, a a plot twist you can pretty much easily see coming that happens about ten minutes into the movie. So I'm not going to say much about the plot because I you know I do want people to kind of enjoy that themselves. Um, let's just say there's this 25 year old dude named James Pope who's played by Kyle Mooney. Um, he's grown up extremely sheltered, and he's only had one outlet for entertainment. It's this kid show called Brigsby Bear Adventures, and it's got like, this animatronic bear that goes out, and um, it's kind of like Star Wars meets Sesame Street, and where they're teaching life lessons and science and math, and and he's just he's got every single episode, like he's got hundreds and hundreds of these tapes because a new one comes out every week. Um, 
let's just say that the show abruptly comes to an end and doesn't really finish the story. So as the biggest fan of this show in, in the whole world, he takes upon himself to learn how to learn the art of filmmaking and make a Brigsby Bear movie with his friends and family to finish out the story and kind of put the whole thing, you know, give it some closure. That's all I'm really going to say because I don't, again, the plot twist comes early. You should be able to see it coming, but I don't want to say it just because it was kind of cool to see it play out. Um, what I love so much about this is, yeah, so Kyle Mooney's character is very, very naive, uh, kind of doesn't understand a lot of things about the world because he's been so sheltered. But the movie is always kind to him and never puts him out there as like this, oh, you're a dork, haha. Like he's, it's never making fun of him. Like you're, you're experiencing things with him and learning new things and learning, new, meeting new people and friends and family. And you're really rooting for the guy because as much as he's a 25 year old dork, I mean, he really is a good person. And you don't really see that too much. Most movies nowadays spend way too much time trying to, you know, be ironic or be satirical and, you know, make fun of people who are, you know, who maybe aren't as quite with the times as everyone else. And it never does that once. Um, so he, he actually does a great job here. I've got a lot of friends who don't like him too much from SNL, but I think they would love his performance here. Um, and you've got a lot of good people. You've got Greg Kinnear. He's a detective who kind of uh, helps out Kyle uh, and gets him started on some things. Uh, Ryan Simpkins is his sister who at first really has a problem with him because she thinks he's trying to destroy her social life and eventually comes to terms with who he is and, you know, falls in love with him. Uh, oh, and we, even, we get Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill shows up uh, for a bit uh, in his last Jedi look, and he's got a small but really important role to play. So, um, yeah, the, I guess the one thing that really hit me after this movie was over was I haven't felt that joyful in a long time because that's just the, the joy that he brings to everyone's life around him and how this stupid, weird character, Brigsby Bear, uh, just makes it starts making a difference in like everyone's lives is just it's really fun to see how it plays out and uh just how it affects everyone everyone's got a really cool character arc they grow they change they mature uh it's really good and honestly it's i, I a buddy of mine had no desire to see it i was like you need to go see it and he ran out to his like little indie theater and he's like that's like the best movie of the year <laughs> i wouldn't say it's the best movie of the year uh, you're not going to see this pop up during a any kind of, you know, Academy Awards or anything, but this is definitely the gem of the week, uh, probably the gem of the month, and if you get a chance to go see it, run out, take a look. I know it's been limited release uh, for about a month, uh, probably be on video on demand soon, but it's a lot of fun. It's really heartfelt, and one of the sweetest movies I've ever seen, so I actually, I'm actually at a 9 out of 10, so I like the Wow. Movie. Yeah, I, I'm I'm gonna go check this out this week. I I need to see this and I need to see Wind River because that I've been hearing yeah. yeah good things about both of them and both filmed in Utah, which is funny. Yeah. Um. But uh, yeah. I I really want to see this, and your review makes me even more excited to see it. Um. I need to find an evening where I can go to the Alamo Draft House and just uh enjoy myself and. Uh, have have some wonderful food while while I while I watch this beautiful movie. Then yeah, and it, it, it's like I said, it just with with everything going on in the world right now and how uptight and tense everyone is, it's kind of nice to have. You know, movies are very much a way of escape, and you know we just mentioned a minute ago how much we like Atomic Blonde, but it's not a movie that that movie's like fun and entertaining, but it doesn't really offer a respite from what's going on around you because it's still kind of it's intense. It's an intense. It's song. intense. Yeah. 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 This one isn't. This one is just, it's just sweet, loving, and fun. So I, I, I really liked it. 
Wow. Well, I look forward to that. I'm going to go check that out. And that that's what's so hard about August, though, is because August, you know, sans a Marvel movie that decides to come out and shake things up like like your Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, it's it's oftentimes a dumping ground for stuff that doesn't fit in a lot of other places. It's not as bad as September where like the crap goes, but August gets to be really uneven and we don't have any of the like big blockbusters anymore, but we're not quite into the crap. So so you get your Annabelle, but you also get your Hitman's bodyguard. So yeah. um you know that's uh you know it's it's so tough and and I've I've got to go catch up on a lot of this stuff um just cuz I love movies and I want to see as many as possible yeah. but uh but man this week there isn't a whole lot coming there's, out this week so yeah there's there's um yeah there's something called leap there is uh birth of the dragon which is the uh, Bruce Lee movie and then Beach Rats, which is one I actually wanted to see at Sundance that I didn't get to, but they're not showing them to us, so I, we're gonna go yeah. see. We're gonna go try to see what we can just on our own. Uh, but uh, worst case scenario is we're gonna come back next week and kind of go over kind of some, a recap of the year, the summer, maybe talk about some really cool uh, TV series or uh, movies that just came out on Blu-ray. Like we get uh, actually the day after hearing this, we get Guardians, so that's kind of fun. Yep. Uh, yep. So that'll be cool. But we'll definitely have something for you next week. Not sure what it's going to be. But before we go, uh, we can now actually announce it. Uh, we just got our preliminary list of Comic-Con panels for Solid yep. Comic-Con next month, uh, which takes place between September 21st to the 23rd. So, Andy, uh, we actually get to be on a panel for the first time together, which is kind of cool, considering we've been doing this forever. Uh, yeah, which, we. this is really exciting. Yeah. yeah. I'm, but which, go ahead and tell us finally. Because, yeah, it's... Okay, so so Friday I am on a panel on uh, DC television, uh, which is you know your Arrow and your Supergirl and your Gotham. Really excited about that. Uh, Friday um, is is Friday when we have that yes. Mandela panel. Uh-huh. Okay, <laughs> we have to travel through time and figure that out. Uh, so Adam and I are both on this panel about the Mandela effect. Are we living in an alternative universe? Is time travel real? Magnets? How the f do they work? And, <laughs> and it's so on. Steam bears, not burn stain bears. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> and and uh, we'll talk John Titor and uh, man, all sorts of crazy stuff. I mean, it that's be really fun. It should be fun. I think my my. Uh, my place on the panel is going to be the wet blanket who basically says like, yeah, it's just our brains aren't, aren't very good. It's <laughs> like as much as I wish that we live, we were living in an alternative universe. Cause that would explain a lot about why things are so terrible right now. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, well, all I know is, uh, Lee George Cade, uh, from Kicho podcast. He, he and I, uh, see, we've been trying to push this, this panel for about two years now. Because again, about two years ago, we were sitting there at a friend's house talking about this stuff, and we must have spent three hours discussing all the different things, and then we started thinking of the more the new things that were popping up and everything else. So uh, th- this is the panel I'm almost most excited for because it's it'll be a lot of fun. 
Oh, and also worth mentioning, uh, our lovely editor from Big Shiny Robot, Cassidy Ward, will also be on that Mandela oh, Effect cool. panel. That's so awesome. that's going to be, yeah, going to be super. It's like a, a heavy geek show, Big Shiny Robot uh, powerhouse right there. there and go. some other cool people on there as well. Uh, so after that, uh, I am on a panel about Planet of the Apes, uh, which I am super excited about. I mean, as everyone can tell how much I loved Planet of the Apes and how that was my favorite movie of the summer. Uh, you know, that is kind of the perfect panel for me. And then at 8 o'clock on Friday night, brace yourselves. Clean filth oh, is so coming your way. <laughs> this is a game show where we're going to have two teams of people and they're going to pick in kind of a Jeopardy style game show. Uh, like John Hughes movies for 200 and I'll give you a John Hughes movie quote with the swear words taken out replaced by the safe for TV version and you've got to name the movie and fill the swearing back in damn it <laughs> so it's gonna it's gonna be that's gonna be a lot of fun so some some great filthy people gonna be there on that but I'm gonna be the ringmaster for that and that is gonna get crazy and fun uh saturday at 10 a.m i am talking about the class of 82 the films of 1982 and how they changed the world so many amazing movies from them it might be one of the, it's definitely one of the greatest movies in uh geek cinema ever you've got the wrath of khan mm -hmm. et tron the thing and and so so many more and so uh we're gonna talk about all of the great movies that that came out then um at noon i'm mary poppins y'all yeah hell yeah you are <laughs> i'm so excited for that uh i mary poppins is one of my favorite movies and this is one of this is a panel that i pushed for and i'm really glad that they're doing it that's actually because, my favorite disney movie yeah it's mine too, and it's. I think I I should maybe make a definitive list, but it's in my top five favorite movies of all time. I love Mary Poppins, and at some point, well, maybe we'll just record this, and I'll use it as my, uh, you know, why I love Mary Poppins so much. But uh, and then at five, we're going to talk about uh, Mystery Science Theater three thousand: The Return, and. Um, the only bad thing about that panel is it is the same time as one of your panels. I know we got we have some crossover. So yeah, so uh, yeah, Saturday is my busy day as well. So Thursday uh, uh, at three o'clock we've got the thirty years of Final Fantasy. That's one I've been pushing Ooh. for, and I think it's it was great because I've been pushing just the Final Fantasy history and thirty years hit this year. So that'll be a lot of fun. Friday uh, morning, the Mandela Effect with you, Andy. Uh, 1 p.m. I'll be moderating uh, Coloring Outside the Lines, Embracing the Diversity of LGBTQIA and Geek Culture. So that'll be pretty cool. Uh, 5 o'clock, I'm also moderating uh, American Gods, Who Do You Worship? So we'll be talking about the uh, TV series, the book, media. media. Media is who I worship. No, I bow down at the altar of uh, Gillian Anderson. Uh, I, Anderson. I, would, I would bow down to more things in front of her. Um, <laughs> yes, indeed. Which is interesting for me to say. Uh, <laughs> and then my final panel uh, is going to be 8 p.m. on Saturday. This one's going to be fun. Uh, welcome to Riverdale, the talk of the town. So we're going to be discussing the newest uh, 
with the new Riverdale TV series, which is just deliciously trashy, and I love it. Uh, it's like Evil Degrassi. We'll just say that. <laughs> <laughs> it really is, isn't it? And, man, I am excited for that Final Fantasy panel. Um, Me too. Because that is just such a great series of games, and they really... Uh, have have invented and shaped the whole like JRPG genre, and mm-hmm. it, it has changed so much from those original tropes. And man, it's like every day I'm asking myself, it's like, okay, when does the Final Fantasy VII remastered come out for the PlayStation? It's like I am at least next year, but. <laughs> wow. Oh no! I want like that was a game that convinced me that I needed a PlayStation Four. That I was like, oh, yeah. they're gonna do a Final Fantasy VII remastered. Okay, I'll get a PlayStation. <laughs> it's gonna be an exclusive. So, but yeah, that one's and, gonna be really fun. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, we'll we'll uh, you know provide more details. We'll put them up on Facebook, Twitter, uh, and then kind of once it gets closer, because this is still a preliminary uh, list. We may get more. I know last year there might be more. Yeah, last year I had three more tacked on. I had one tacked on like two nights before Comic Con. I'm like, I'm really glad I looked because I didn't know about this, and actually it ended up being my best panel ever. So. Uh, but yeah, we'll I am crossing my fingers that, and I have been, I have been praying to the gods of Comic Con and pestering certain people. I really want to talk about the video game Undertale and uh, Five Nights at Freddy's again. I, I just I, you've been talking about Undertale, and so is uh, I think Lee was talking about it. So I really, I really want to get into that. It's a it's a cool again like the same basic idea of like your JRPG or uh, really it's it's more like um, Mother. And Earthbound, okay, I, I should say, uh, than than anything, and it's it's kind of like that, but it's about uh, there's a war between humans and monsters, and the monsters lose and get sent down to the underground, and then this human named Frisk falls into the underground and has to get out to get back to the humans, and in doing so, she's you can you can do it one of several ways. You can fight your way out. And then if you do, you get the bad ending of the video game. Uh, It's called the genocide route, and it's your... I mean, that's how you normally think about, you know, a video game. You you have a problem, you fight your way out, you fight the monsters, and you end up... No, your soul is destroyed at the end of it, and it's like you lose by doing that. Uh, The good ending is if you find a way to interact with the monsters and... And, and peacefully defeat them. So like there's a there's like an evil dog with a spear who wants to get you. So if you just pet the dog and like make friends with it, then uh, then you defeat it. And it's it's this beautiful rumination on like uh, understanding other people who we think of as monsters hmm. and why we need to look past that and 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 see each other and it's so great because all of the monster characters are cartoonish and beautiful and funny and you you can really understand why if you can look past thinking that someone is a monster right why it's it's something that you really want to do so uh yeah undertale just came out on on PlayStation we've we've had it on on PC through Steam mm-hmm. for a year, year and a half. I can't remember when it came out. Um, and my kids just love it. It's like their favorite thing in the world. Cool. And so, uh, yeah, 
I that's that's something everyone should look into, especially given what's going on these days. If if there's gonna be a way for us to heal and to move past all of this, mm-hmm. uh, we we've got to look at at this and and how we deal with it. So cool. yeah. yeah, it's um it's so available on uh, it's only on the PlayStation Network because it's you know it's a smaller game. You're not gonna find it on yep. Amazon or anything else, but. Um, yeah, I've, I've been wanting to get it for a while. I just, I'm glad it came out. I just gotta make sure I've got all my ducks in a row before I can jump into more games. <laughs> yeah, it's it, it's it's not that long of a game, and it's only fifteen bucks. Yeah, it's which is nice. So, so it's a it's a it's a nice cheap indie game, and it's it's a relatively quick playthrough. It it because it is a smaller indie game, uh, but but really worth it, and and lots of replayability because once you do the you know the pacifist route or the the medium route where maybe you fight some monsters and maybe you make friends with others then you want to do a genocide run and like and get that bad ending and see what happens so uh good replayability lots of fun cool well hey everyone thanks for tuning in you got your movie reviews you got your comic-con stuff and you got a video game review (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) we we talked almost as much about video games i think we did yeah movies so uh (laughs) yeah next week we'll we'll figure something out for you because again nothing really comes out but until then hail satan and have a lovely afternoon i'm mary poppins y'all Gas tripping, but it's alright. Homie scored a key, he's gonna fly.